Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. In this HR Chat episode, we're going to hear a whole bunch of recruitment and talent management related tips from Serge Bordeaux, Director of Talent Acquisition at Robots and Pencils. Serge has spent over 15 years in the recruitment space, including 10 years working for recruitment technology companies such as holding the title of director for Western Canada at Workopolis and at Indeed. Serge is the creator and co-host of the popular recruitment-focused podcast, The Recruitment Flex. He's also the co-host of the Innovate Work Rockies events and was speaker at the inaugural event back in August 2020, where he presented a session that looked at the impact of COVID, skills-based hiring, and the realities of remote working when it comes to productivity and employee engagement. This podcast episode is sponsored by Virgin Pulse, the number one global employee well-being solution provider, supporting 7.5 million members in 20 languages across 190 countries. Virgin Pulse offers solutions that deliver on their home base for health vision of simplifying and unifying other point products into a better together ecosystem and transform the mental, physical, financial, social, community, and emotional health of organizations and their people. You can learn more at virginpulse.com. Serge, maybe you can now take a, a moment and tell our listeners a bit more about yourself. Uh, yeah, I think you did a really good job introducing myself. So um, like you mentioned, I, I spent most of my career in recruitment. I actually started in in operations and uh, suddenly I, I had a large telecommunications company uh, here in Canada and I saw a recruitment specialist role. I'm like, that sounds like fun. I like hiring people and I got the job and then that's how my career started, obviously. So from there, I progressed, led recruitment teams. Then I uh, started working for Workopolis, which for our Canadian listeners is definitely a well-known brand that's been around for for a long time. Or is still The brand is still alive, but it's actually now owned by Indeed. Um, and also spending time with Indeed and building out the, uh, the Western sales team and, and the strategy here in Western Canada was a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, my passion is really in being a practitioner. Um, so that's when I, I got back into recruitment leadership roles for the last two to three years. Uh, and uh, I now hang my hat at Robots and Pencils, which is a technology company that operates here in Canada and the U.S. Uh, we do really cool things. We have extremely smart people, very innovative company. So uh, it's, it's really a pleasure to lead the talent acquisition uh, team there and the, the function itself because um, we pride ourselves on having the best people that we can actually get. And we'll talk a little bit about those strategies and what we do there, but no, thank you for the intro. And uh, my turn to say, to say thank you. So uh, you were, you were a speaker at our inaugural Innovate Work Rockies event, which happened at the end of August. And um, you, you, you offered a very, very interesting and very timely presentation. Can you, um, can you just take a, a minute or two now and, and tell our listeners a bit about what you, what you talked about? Uh, during that session and also what, what some of the hopeful learning outcomes were. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the two things that I focus in the presentation, so it was a 10-minute presentation, so you really want to be focused on on a couple of key points. So, and really what I took is is mantras or philosophy that I've I've had for a great majority of my career. And one of them is always learning. Um, so, and that's really focused on skill-based hiring. Um, we always talk, I think there's, there's a lot of challenge when it comes to how the actual work environment, and there is a bias for people with uh, university, college degrees. And I think we're missing a lot of uh, potential talent that doesn't have those, that degree. Uh, but has spent a lot of time increasing their skills. Um, so our focus at Robots and Pencil is also focused in organizations I've worked at is I want to make sure they have the ability to do the job and find those diamonds in the rough in a really competitive work environment. Uh, so the biggest key point of that is look for people that have, I think the number one uh, skill that everyone should, well, it's not even a skill, but is curiosity. People that have kept upgrading their skills and kept up with the time. There's so much free resources on the internet or low cost uh, resources on the internet. So let's look at hiring skill and the ability to do the job more than pedigree and potentially university degree. I'm not saying a university degree is a bad thing, but on the flip side, just having a university degree and doing nothing after and not increasing your skills is, is a major challenge. The other thing that I talked about, I think is, is um, really like with the times is, is we have a philosophy of follow the talent. You can be anywhere in North America and we'll hire you. I meaning we hire most of the roles remotely. We do have offices uh, in in Canada. We have here in Calgary and Cleveland, Ohio and Pittsburgh and Austin, Texas. But uh, we really have always been a company that's focused on, on hiring the best possible talent because we're competing with the big what I call the big boys or uh, the big players is like Google, Apple, that's the type of level of talent that we need. Uh, we hire seniors. So in reality, why not try to find them in areas where these people might not have an opportunity in the past to work in technology companies? And, and that's been very successful for us. So for Innovate Work, that was the two key points that I really wanted to to deliver and the key learnings that I hopefully uh, people that had um, attended the webinar and got a lot of value out of. Well, I'm, I'm going to pick your brains in just a moment a little bit more on on uh, some of the, the learning outcomes of, of that session. Um, but before we do that, I'd, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to get your perspective as, as a successful uh, TA professional. Um, for, the, for those out there who are thinking about getting into recruitment, whether that's on the agency side or within a, within a company, you, you mentioned a couple of um, attributes that they need, such as curiosity, and I'm guessing they need to be a people person, a good communicator. Um, what, what, would you say, what would you say to people, what would be your advice to people um, who are looking to get into recruitment as a as a profession? What what do they need to really think about before they make that decision? What can they what can they kind of expect from the first couple of years? Is it all sunshine and rainbows, or is it a bit of a slog when you're first getting into it? Well, I think there's a difference between agency and corporate, and we can go a, a little bit into that. But if I look at it, and I have maybe a different philosophy when it comes to talent acquisition than a lot of organizations, uh, when I look at hiring someone, 
um, actually being in HR is actually, I would not say is a positive. I, I focus on people that have strong sales or marketing backgrounds. I think those skills are way more aligned to what the actual job is in talent acquisition. But um, to also your point, I look at the key attributes of curiosity, and that's really tough to measure, but there's there's quite a bit of questions that you can dig in and um, to, to really get an idea of that. Um, the other key attribute that I really look at is, is obviously, like you said, personality, the ability to be out there, not afraid to pick up the phone, um, not afraid to, not afraid of technology. Um, as we know, a lot of the recruitment functions, there is a lot of HR tech that is replacing some of, in my opinion, the admin tasks that are maybe not as value driven. So to be a really good recruiter now, um, you really have to dif- differentiate yourself, uh, both on the agency and the corporate side and building those relationships with candidates, building those relationships with hiring managers are absolutely critical. Um, so if you're getting into recruitment, talent acquisition, um, it can be a struggle. It's a tough job. And it's a tough job in the sense that everyone uh, in the business thinks they can do the job. They all think all it is, is basically posting a job, getting resumes. How hard can that be? Uh, In reality, really good recruiters have quite a bit different approach. Um, They're really good marketers and they're also really good in sales. They have the ability to engage people and and get them interested in working for your company. So I think it's just a mixture. Um, If you're starting an agency, be ready to, and I hate to use this word, um, be ready to hustle, be ready to to put in a lot of work and building those relationships. Um, Cause if you're just contacting, if you're very transactional in your nature, you're not going to have a long career and, and corporate is, is very, when I say corporate, I mean, in-house recruitment, uh, very similar. I think it's the people that do extremely well have think about the long term. Think about creating those relationships long term. Think a lot about giving value to people. Um, and I think those are, are really the keys. But I'm a big believer um, that a lot of people get in talent acquisition because they fall into it. And that's that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Like the opportunity comes, you jump into it. Uh, but also, if you are not passionate about talent acquisition and recruitment, you're more focused on the HR aspects of it. Uh, I think you should pursue the HR function um, more than the talent acquisition function because I, I do believe they're separate. I I think there is correlation between both, and I think they need to work in tandem. But the skill set and personalities are very different, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I just add to that. I think there's um, there's a, a third job function, a third role in there uh, these days, uh, which is not recruitment. It's not HR. It's it's people. You know, very often yeah. you'll see the job title of of chief people officer, which perhaps sits perhaps sits somewhere in the middle and uh, and uh, requires skill sets from from both of those disciplines. Um, let's let's talk a little bit more about. Uh, topics related to your recent session, if if, if we may. Uh, firstly, I want to I want to quiz you a bit on on remote working. Um, in your opinion, do do you think remote working is is here to stay, or do you think things will return to whatever normal means after the pandemic? Um, I, I guess I guess what I'm getting at here is you know that there will hopefully be a vaccine at some point, but people people have gotten used to 
the, the the freedoms allowed to them by by working from home right I, I i don't know if a lot of those people will want to give that up entirely well what, what's your take well i think there's a mixture uh and i think it's really going to be dependent on the leadership of the organizations itself uh a lot of organizations have realized they can do this uh and actually uh, the, re- the workers are happier, they're more productive. Um, there's there's many benefits. There's also downside. Like, let's not it's not all uh, rosy. There is um, just the whole COVID situation, and there's there's obviously a lot more depression, anxiety out there, just based on what's going out there, and also always being in your home, less social interaction. So, I, I think the future, in my opinion, is going to be a mixture. Um, I think as the leadership changes, so you have to put in perspective CEOs and executives in most organizations right now have grown in a culture that if you're not at your desk working, you're, you're, you're not performing. And reality that's changed. It's very much uh, more focused on outcomes and, and actual results. Um, so I think as the leadership age and demographic and generation changes, we're going to see working from home as a norm, um, but it's never going to get to 100%. I think there's always going to be uh, the flexibility of working from an office and home, a mixture. I think what people are looking for in, in my conversations, and I don't know if you've heard differently, is is really they're looking for that um, that flexibility. Uh, the flexibility to do both. So I think there's going to be uh, some um, real estate space. Like uh, obviously there's still challenges with real estate. Uh, there's so many offices. I think we're going to see that co-working sharing, like the we work type of model going to be very attractive for business uh, moving forward because it offers that flexibility to go into the office, uh, less cost to the business. So I, I to answer your question directly, I think it's going. This has accelerated something that was already happening, um, but I don't think we'll see a major dramatic shift um, in the next couple of years. I think when the pandemic starts, some companies are just going to go straight back to normal how we were, and we're seeing other companies like Facebook. Uh, I'm seeing smart recruiters just announced they're going remote full time. So we're seeing a lot of technology company go more down that road. Okay, thank you. Now then, sometimes in my interviews, I like to switch up the pace. And I'm going to do that right now with the next few questions. Okay, so in 60 seconds or less, Serge, what would you say to, to leaders who claim that remote working causes a lack of transparency or, heavens forbid, disengagement with the mission of the company? Well, I think it goes exactly to the point I said earlier. I think it's really based on um, how people have been used to working in the past and how they've been taught. And people coming through to work first uh, are have a different experience and uh, have a different lifestyle demand. So I, I think in reality, um, for those leaders saying that as there's, they do need to think of what's important to them. And in reality, are they do they have the ability to measure outcomes and results? And if they do, uh, I think they need to look at what that looks like before they actually make that blanket statement that uh, there's a lack of transparency or disengagement because I don't think the facts line up with that. Okay, I'm I'm just going to probe you a bit more on that one, Serge. Um, When you say you don't think the facts uh, uh, align with that, are you talking about um, productivity levels, 
over the last few months from employees compared to to previous. What, what, why, why do you say that? Because a, a lot of a lot of leaders, and and by the way, I've, I've worked remotely for years, so I've, I've certainly got my, <laughs> um, I've, I've certainly got my, my favour towards uh, the, the possibility of remote working. Um, but a lot of leaders are, are worried that um, you know people are taking half the day off because nobody's monitoring them. Um, what, 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 why why do you feel the way you do? Well, so I think your your point there as far as if your leader thinks you're taking half a day off, that's that's a major culture challenge. And but I think the biggest challenge that they have, if they have that perception, they're hiring the wrong people. Uh, in reality, we hire people to be able to execute on the work that needs to get done. Uh, whatever it is, in reality, if you have a trust issue that your workers are not putting the amount of work that needs to be executed, well, you really need to take a, a look at your, basically your organization, the leadership style and how you're actually measuring your employees. Because uh, if you're measuring productivity, uh, you're measuring actually results. A lot of, and there's been quite a bit of research that's been done in the last three, four months. Um, Everything I've said is actually everything I've seen. Sorry, productivity has gone up, not down. So, in reality, I think these leaders need to take a look at: is are they hiring the right people? If they don't have that trust to their employees, I, I think there is a deep soul searching that needs to be done within those organizations. Yeah, I was reading. A, I was reading an article just last week saying that in certain industries, productivity has actually gone up by eight percent. They think. Um, yeah. from people being able to work from home and they're not having to worry about commuting um, maybe they're a bit more switched on than they should be now in fact um, responding to their emails and whatnot late at night but um, productivity is actually going up in many industries okay let's um let's continue through we've only got a few more minutes left of this particular interview so i'm going to continue with this rapid fire format sure. with you for, for the time being um in 30 seconds or less search uh what, what are some of the most in-demand skills right now as uh, as employers look to bring back people into the workplace yeah, let me, so data, uh, the ability to interpret data, there's tons of data, more than we've ever seen, and we need people to actually put stories behind those data. So data analytics, data scientists, I think that's going to be critical. Um, UX design, design in general, uh, a lot of the time we spend is on platforms, uh, websites, mobile websites, uh, and we need to make sure that it looks good, it, it works good for the end user. Then if we look at one of the things is communication, um, now that we're doing a lot more virtual type of things, the ability to communicate through video or in person in the future as COVID, I think it's going to be extremely critical. So I think those are the skills that are, are going to be in great demand. Obviously, there's a lot more, um, but I, I think uh, those are the key ones. And you only had 30 seconds for answer, right? So that was, uh, that, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, okay, let's, um, let, let's just talk a little bit about something that I'm, I, I find fascinating. And uh, I've interviewed a lot of people about this recently. Um, listeners, for example, check out the interview that I did with uh, Jeff Wold. Uh, he, he's, he's authored a, a book very recently on on uh, on this, and um, it's 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 the shift and the rise of the of the gig economy um, and the and the shift to more gig workers. Now, the gig economy is not necessarily a new concept by any means, um, but it's certainly 
being accelerated by what's happening right now. In your opinion, as 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 companies look to rehire search, can, can we expect to see a, a spike in temporary and contract workers and instead of the traditional employee contracts? And and if if so, why? I, I think, and I think you're right, the gig economy has been going on for for a while, uh, but let's put in context as far as, and I've been saying this for a long time, we're really going into, I hate using gig economy, I think we're going into a skill-based economy, so the more skills you have, the more flexible the more value you're going to have to different organizations. Um, there's obviously, um, I would say, and I hate to use the word, less loyalties to organization than their the previous generations they were. And there's been less loyalty from organizations to actual employees as well. So I, I think for everyone, and if we're looking at the next 20 years, 30 years, the more skills you have will give you more marketability and value in the actual market. Uh, I don't we I don't think that trend is going to go away. I think people are looking for flexibility and uh, the flexibility to work on different gigs or different projects and move on to the next one is is something that we've started seeing a trend for a long time. But I think COVID has accelerated that for sure. Okay. And just finally for today, Serge, how, how can our listeners connect with you personally? And how can they also learn more about robots and pencils? Yeah, so find me on LinkedIn, uh, Serge Boudreau. It's French-Canadian, um, but you should be able to find me there. That's the easiest. Check out uh, the recruitmentflex.com. Um, that's where our podcast, we're on every major podcatcher. And Robots and Pencils, do check out robotsandpencils.com. We have some great career opportunities. Uh, it's a really innovative company. We really focus on creating what's next, uh, and that's been really uh, our focus. So in reality, Please, it's probably the easiest way, uh, but connect to me and with me anywhere is probably on LinkedIn. Okay, wonderful. And um, just to reiterate, listeners, um, just a bit of self-publicity here, really. Uh, <laughs> um, Serge, Serge uh, interviewed me on the Re- Recruitment Flex recently. It's going to be episode 20-something. Um, so please do also check out that because it's kind of the other half of this conversation today. Um, yes. And it's it, it's a pretty awesome podcast, by the way. And uh, it's got a really cool intro for the music. And uh, and you guys are doing a fantastic job. Um, but just for today, all that leaves me to say is, Serge, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you so much. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 